It's the Morning Blitz. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central on 1025U Rock and the Rocking M app. Right at the bottom of the hour here at 7.30 Mountain, 8.30 Central Time on October the 3rd. Glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz. A high of 74 today. Currently 58, the, the temperature out. Which, by the way, 58 going to be the high on Friday. be a cool day uh, there on Friday for some high school football. Uh, cooler temperatures mean that uh, the postseason is starting to begin for Major League Baseball, and it gets underway today. Dan Lucero joins us now to help us break down the LB postseason a little bit. Dan, good morning. How's it going? Good morning. Uh, happy to be with you, and uh, happy to be talking about October baseball. I tell you, before let's we'll we'll get to this October baseball. I actually want to start on on a bit of a negative note and start and go to a positive note. But I want to start the Royals and the Rockies seasons are over after both historically bad years. Rockies setting a record for the most losses. Royals tying the record for the most losses. In, if, if you're the GM of any of those teams, I mean, what is the first thing you're trying to do to try and make yourself more competitive next year? Um, if I'm the general manager of the Rockies, Bill Schmidt, I'm asking Dick Montford if he'll leave me alone and let me do my job. Uh, that would be that would be the first thing, and you're never going to have any luck with that. Uh, so uh, that's unfortunate. But... Uh, <laughs> Being realistic about the Rockies, uh, that, that's a franchise that is starting, it would appear, to put together a core of position players. Nolan Jones had a terrific uh, finish to his rookie season. Looks like a core piece along with Ezekiel Tovar at shortstop. Uh, you still got Ryan McMahon and Brendan Rodgers hanging around. Lowry Spontero finished the year strong. So you got some pieces uh, with, with regards to your position players you're at least two to four years away from putting together a competitive pitching staff. So um, you're, you're still just trying to, to acquire pitching, take some chances on some guys, maybe to get non-tendered by their teams who have big arms, see if you can bring them in, see if you can uh, develop them, uh, try and find some lottery tickets on the pitching side and just as many guys who are close to major league caliber as possible, bring them in and, and give them a shot. Uh, as far as the Royals go, the Royals are in a unique spot relative to the other three teams in the league that lost a hundred games because they've got a franchise player in Bobby Witt jr. And they've got a guy who the last two years or the last two months of the season, rather pitched like a legitimate number one starter in Cole Reagan. So there are worth starting points uh, that you can, you can have for the Royals. If you're trying to put something, something positive together for next year, uh, they need to acquire a legitimate major league starting pitcher and they need to figure out their uh, outfield mix. Uh, they've got a lot of corner outfielders who aren't really great with the glove and might need to DH more than they play the field. Nelson Velasquez, MJ Melendez, Edward Olivares, uh, Drew Waters. They, they've got to figure that mix out and maybe move one of those uh, or two of those guys and see if they can bring more pitching into the organization because they're not real close to putting together a real competitive pitching staff either. They have to address that. Why is it? Why is that? Why are these two teams so bad in the pitching department? Why is that? Uh, because they are 
intellectually speaking, for lack of a better way to put it, uh, they're leagues, they're, they're light years behind the rest of baseball when it comes to uh, incorporating technology and data and uh, biomechanics, things like that, to give their pitchers good information and develop them in the way that we've seen more successful organizations develop pitching. Um, they're, both organizations are trying to catch up, making legitimate efforts to try and catch up, but they're, they're at least half a decade behind franchises like the Dodgers or the, the Rays or the Brewers or the, the Guardians, just to name a few who have been really successful at developing pitching over time. Uh, the Royals and the Rockies are just playing from behind. And then, yeah, the Rockies have their own set of unique issues with regards to uh, developing pitchers and making it work at the major league level because of playing at altitude. But both organizations are just behind the curve when it comes to, uh, when it comes to analytics, when it comes to data. And, uh, I mean, you see the results on the field. They're, they're behind the curve uh, with regards to the brain power, and they're behind the curve uh, in, in, with regards to winning baseball games. Dan Lucero, our good friend, joining us here on the Morning Blitz talking MLB baseball. Postseason begins tonight with the NL and AL wild card games. How excited are you for this postseason with the new rules that could be that are put into place and that have kind of driven fans back to the sport a little bit, it feels like, here in 23? It'll be interesting to watch the playoffs under the pitch, uh, the, the pitch clock rule. Uh, a lot of what makes playoff baseball great is is the drama and sometimes the slow pacing of a playoff game can kind of help that drama build. Well, you don't have the, the, the slow pacing of the last, you know, 15, 20 years that we've kind of gotten accustomed to game moves along a lot more briskly. So there'll still be drama. Obviously there'll still be heightened pressure and in big moments. They'll just move a little quicker uh, than we've been accustomed to seeing. But I do think that, uh, We've had a, a season to get used to it, and, and I think that we'll be in a place watching it where it'll feel uh, it'll feel pretty natural. the The fact that base stealing was on the rise this year so much brings base running and base stealing back into the conversation as you know things that can change the game. And you've got some teams uh, who are in the postseason who are some of the best base running teams. Teams like Arizona, teams like Baltimore, Atlanta who are very daring on the base paths. And uh, we'll see if that can continue uh, through the postseason as well and be reasons for those teams uh, to have success. What, what do you look forward to in today's matchup? Which couple of games have your eye, have, do you have your eyes glued to or make sure that you want to make sure you see them? So this is the part where I have to be honest with you and I have to be honest with our listeners. I think there are too many baseball playoff teams. Okay, I was I gonna I was gonna ask if you like the expanded playoffs or not. I was gonna get to that too, but okay, good, take it. I, I don't. I, I don't like the expanded playoffs. I, I I was fine when it was just four. Even going to five, where you had like the wild card tiebreaker game, I thought that was fine. But the thing that was great about the baseball postseason, because it's the longest regular season and the most exclusive postseason, it's the hardest postseason to make. So you felt like you got to the end of every season. You you knew who the best teams were. And because it was a smaller field, you had a lot better chance of seeing those best teams playing in the World Series. Last year, you had the Philadelphia Phillies, who won 87 games in the regular season. They were nobody's idea of one of the best teams in baseball from April to September. But they caught a heater, and they went to the World Series. 
and maybe that happens again this year. Maybe it doesn't. I, I think, particularly in the National League, the, the number one seed is so good uh, that I would anticipate them having very little trouble reaching the World Series. But all of these wild card teams, I think it waters down the postseason. Like the Miami Marlins don't need to be in the postseason. I'm sorry, they got outscored by like 80 runs this year. They're not that. They're not a real good baseball team. They should be at home watching this they, they should not be involved in the playoffs the the, the six playoff teams is too many and and it it, it waters down the playoffs and, and i don't love this wild card round i really don't like it's playoff baseball i like it on those merits but i, I still kind of i watch it and i wish it didn't exist but uh i i guess i will answer your question in a uh, in a roundabout way i'm fascinated to see if the twins can finally uh get off of their schneid uh, with regards to the postseason, they haven't won a playoff game since I think it's oh two or two thousand something like that. That one, and they've been in the playoffs a lot. Uh, they keep getting swept, usually because they run into the Yankees. Uh, they're not playing the Yankees this time around. The Yankees aren't even in the playoffs this time around. Uh, so maybe this is the year the Twins can uh, can get off the Schneid and, and maybe win a series. And I do think too that the uh, the it's the the Diamondbacks and Brewers series uh, will be the most interesting one in the National League. I expect the Phillies to make very short work in the Marlins. I don't think that's a playoff team. You remember a few years back when you were on this show full-time and we were talking about the Diamondbacks and their horrific batting average and you pretty much bursted out laughing at that? I mean, that's a, it's amazing how far the Diamondbacks have come in just a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they really invested in young talent and uh they they brought a lot of young studs into the league. Corbin Carroll's going to be nationally rookie of the year and they have been one of the teams to take advantage of the uh the base running not base running rules, but they've taken advantage of the stolen base coming back into vogue and been one of the most aggressive base running teams they've got a ton of team speed uh and that really plays well in this sort of uh new brand of baseball uh that we've seen this year uh they they've put together their team really really intelligently and that was not a thing you could say about the diamondbacks for the better part of the last decade or so so uh it is uh yeah it's uh it's cool to see them rewarded uh by you know just being smart, seeing where the game was going and seeing where they were going with their young talent and uh, putting it all together in a way that made sense. Dan Lucero, our guest here on the Morning Blitz, our good friend. Is there is there a team from the wild card round that you think could get really hot and could make a run? Or Because we all know the Braves and the I – mean, especially the Braves, they look like it's a really, really hard team to beat. The Orioles look like a really, really hard team to beat right now. But is there a team in the wild card round? Because – there's sometimes an advantage to playing in these early games because you can get some momentum while the teams have to sit and watch. Yeah, I think I, I look at the Phillies, obviously, uh, in the National League because they've done this before. Um, you know, they, they were the number six seed in the National League last year, and, and they got hot, and they went all the way to the World Series. And this year's Phillies team is better, I think, than last year's Phillies team. Um, so I, I think they could absolutely, uh, do it again, make a run. They've been hot in the second half. Bryce Harper's tearing the cover off the ball. Uh, Trey Turner had a disappointing first half, but he's gotten hot. Um, we'll see if their bullpen holds up, but they certainly are the national league team. I would 
foresee being able to make the make a run. The Rays on the other side, it's not a coincidence I'm picking the best wild card team in both leagues because, uh, like, <laughs> for example, the Phillies have a better record than the Brewers, who won the National League Central. And the Rays have a better record than the Twins, who won the American League Central. But, like, those are genuinely great teams. It wouldn't look out of place playing uh, in the Fall Classic. The Rays in particular, they're always tough this time of year because they've got so many uh, tough relievers and uh, a hot bullpen can really carry you in October. It's like having a hot goalie in the NHL playoffs. Uh, that's how the Braves won it all, really. Uh, in a couple of years ago, they, they had a red-hot bullpen. Uh, I think about the Cardinals when they won 83 games in the regular season back in, I think it was 2005, and they won the World Series. Their bullpen got hot in October. So uh, the Rays are always a team I keep an eye on this time of year because they've got so many options due to throw hard from funky arm angles. And if their bullpen gets hot, they could find themselves playing in the World Series. It's so interesting you brought up that point about the Red Hot bullpen. I was going to ask, is there something in teams when they get to this point in time, whether it's pitching depth of that Red Hot bullpen or maybe it's swinging the bat or maybe it's just they're playing good right now. I mean, what are a couple of things that really stand out to you that you're like, you know what, if that happens, that team has a good chance besides maybe the Red Hot bullpen. Anything else? Uh, there's an old saying, I, I want to say, I don't know who came up with it, but I've seen it most commonly from baseball writer Joe Sheehan. And it's a very simple six-word turn of phrase to explain a lot of what happens in October. Ball go far, team go far. Uh, you hit the ball over the fence, uh, you've got a chance to win a lot of games in October. Because the stakes are so high, games are at a premium, runs are at a premium, you want to score runs the most efficient way you can. And the most efficient way to score runs in this game is still hit the ball real far over the fence so the defense can't make a play on it. It will be interesting if that is different. I mean, we talked about the Diamondbacks, the Orioles, teams that have done a lot of their damage because they run the bases really, really well. Like the Diamondbacks don't have overwhelming power in their lineup, but they, they cause a lot of havoc on the bases. It's a little bit old school. If they run into a team with a lot of muscle in their lineup, like Los Angeles or Atlanta, are they going to be able to out-havoc them on the bases, or will the power present in the lineups of the Dodgers and Braves uh, simply be too much? Uh, it is certainly those two things that, that I think win in October. Power wins in October. Power arms in the bullpen, power bats the plate. How do you, how do, I don't know, I don't remember when I asked you, I said, what was your World Series pick? I mean, how is that looking right now? And if you had to make a World Series selection for the game here as what we have left of the teams, what would be your pick? You know, I think I said Atlanta and Toronto back in April, and that's still alive. Uh, Toronto's still yeah, Good still for you. It. Yeah, yeah, I feel good about that every year where, where I pick a, pick a te- pick two teams that make both make the playoffs. Sometimes I fumble that, but uh, I guess that's one thing that's one thing that's easier with the expanded playoff field to get that right at least. But uh, no, obviously Toronto is uh, still in. I think they're, they play the twins uh, and I think they can beat the twins. Twins are just so cursed in October. Uh, Atlanta, obviously uh, we're talking about if the Braves end up winning this whole thing, we're going to talk about them as one of the greatest teams in the history of baseball. Uh, they slugged over 500 as a team this year, which is preposterous. I think that's only ever been done once in the history of baseball. Uh, they are, they will be an entry. If they can finish the deal and win this world series, uh, they will be the first team we can seriously talk about as one of the greatest ever, probably since the 98 Yankees. I don't think we've had a team this good 
win the World Series since. And we have great regular season teams, like the Dodgers have been a great regular season team, and their only ring was the fake one in the COVID year that didn't count. Uh, the Mariners won 116 that one year, and they didn't finish the job. So uh, there's no guarantee. You know, regular season success and postseason success uh, don't correlate as strongly as you would think sometimes. But I am standing by my preseason pick that the Braves will win the World Series. Uh, I feel better about the pick now than when I made it back in April. I'm going to say that they beat the Rays. I think the Rays will come through uh, the American League as the number four seed. I think they'll dispatch the Rangers, and I think they will advance through to the World Series. But I think the Braves will be too much. I think that uh, that lineup is historic. I think they are deep in pitching and, and certainly have starters that can uh, carry you through a series uh, like Spencer Strider. I think the Braves win it all. He is Dan Lucero, our good friend. Dan, thank you so much. Really appreciate the time and the insight. Uh, enjoy the playoffs, my friend. Hey, you do the same. Always a pleasure being on with you and uh, our great friends in Northwest Kansas. Once again, great stuff there from Dan Lucero here on this uh, edition of the Morning Blitz. Yeah, I, I'm excited for tonight, uh, 5 o'clock Mountain Time, Diamondbacks at Milwaukee. I don't feel great about that game, honestly, I, or this series. I don't. It's best of three. I, I don't feel great about it. Um I don't know why. I, I think it's possibly because I don't love Arizona's pitching. The bullpen has been average at absolute best all season long. They we have they have two very good frontline starters in, in Merrill Kelly and um, and of course Zach Gallen. But the other guys are young up and comers that I'm real excited about, including tonight's starter and Brandon Fott. But uh, I don't know. I'll be intrigued that you're going against a couple of really good starters. Now, the Brewers are going to be without Brandon Woodruff, which is big, but Corbin Burns is starting tonight. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a very tough run. I know some people pick the Arizona to beat Milwaukee. I don't know if I see that happening. I don't know. I would love to see it happen. Love to see the Vance on. I'd actually like to see them take on the Braves because they actually played pretty well against Atlanta uh, this uh, this year. I'd like to see that, but... Yeah, I think the Rays probably get out, try to take care of the Rangers. I mean, I got, I'm, gonna, I'm nothing against the Twins. I think Toronto is going to take care of Minnesota. Um, I think Milwaukee over Arizona and give me the Phillies over the over Miami probably in this wild card round. That'd be my thought here. All right, let's get to a break. When we come back, we'll quickly hit my top five or my power rankings for both the NFL and college football. That's next here on the Morning Blitz on this Tuesday. <laughs> 